What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So within less than 24 hours, we got another no-hitter. So this is this is kind of getting crazy. We have our seventh no-hitter, Corey Kluber, no-hit the Texas Rangers yesterday. I know I said yesterday that I think, I was like, oh, yeah, I think we're going to get more no-hitters this year. And then just later in the day, we get another one. That That's something's going on. Obviously, you know, there is a lot of talk around the league about the ball being dead in because we know the ball was juiced for a couple years there. And um, now it seems like maybe they, they've gone in the other direction. But Corey Kluber threw a no-hitter against the Texas Rangers yesterday. And uh, he he's looking vintage this year. It's vintage Kluber. I mean, I honestly did not expect this. We know this is someone who has been one of the best pitchers in baseball for a long time. But the past few years have just been filled with injuries for him. And that's why the Yankees signed him to you know, just a really low-risk one-year deal this offseason. He's pitched better than anyone expected because he's been healthy and I guess he's reinvented himself as a pitcher. I mean, the last time he pitched at Globe Life Field was when he pitched for the Rangers, actually. Last last year, he pitched one scoreless inning. Last July, that was the only time he actually pitched for the Rangers. One inning and then he left prematurely due to tightness in his throwing shoulder. And then that proved to be a season-ending grade two tear of his terrace major muscle. So it was a, it was a very, very short-lived stint in Arlington. The, the, the Rangers took a, they signed him to a similar deal that he's on now. It was like this one year lowest deal, but unfortunately it didn't work out because he got injured just one inning into his time as a Ranger. So the Yankees take a gamble on him. Now he returns to Texas and he's returned to prominence. Honestly, this is a comeback season for him. He's a two-time AL Cy Young winner. This was the Yankees' first no-hitter since 1999. Yankees won 2-0 over the Rangers last night. And, you know, it, it, what what other way f- for this to happen than doing it against the Rangers? It's not the Rangers' fault. It's not like they gave up on him. He was on a one-year deal, and he just got hurt. So uh, I'm sure the Rangers are, are, um, are feeling some type of way about it. But Corey Kluber gets his no-hitter. I think this is the first no-hitter of his career, um, which is, I mean, it's not surprising. It's, no-hitters are... They're usually pretty rare, but this this season has been something something abnormal. There have already been six this season, and that's just one off the record. And it's a special accomplishment, no matter how you how you uh, slice it. As a matter of fact, you know what's even more special is that the Rangers had a Corey Kluber bobblehead night last night. Because his tenure with the Rangers was, was so short, they didn't have a chance to hand out his bobblehead last season. So they went out and had his bobblehead night for, you know, Corey Kluber with the Rangers last night. Like, Rangers uniform, everything, which is pretty special. So he throws a no-hitter in, in a ballpark that was recognizing him. Just great moment for him. The Yankees win 2 to nothing. So I want to... Take some time to talk about this whole Tony Larusa, your mean Mercedes thing that's been going on, going around. So basically, you know, we talked a few days ago about when your mean Mercedes homered off of Williams Astadio. I didn't really go deep into it. I was like, oh yeah, you know, he homers off a 47 mile an hour pitch that takes a lot of strength to to hit a home run to dead center off a 47 mile an hour pitch, providing all the power there. But apparently, Larusa didn't like that, you know. He, he's an old school guy. He's talking about, oh, I'm not really going to quote him, but paraphrase, you know, you got to 
show sportsmanship and respect the game, respect your opponent. And, uh, you know, Mercedes is not going to do that again. You know, when a 3-0 count, when you're up by a lot, you don't swing. And there's been a lot of reactions against Tony Russo, like, dude, how old are you? You're 76 years old. You need to get with the times. This is not, you know, when you managed decades ago anymore. The game has changed. No one really cares about unwritten rules anymore because we need to move on. And I, I agree. It's like we need to move on. Like baseball can't be stuck in old ways or else it's going to – if you fail to evolve with the times, you're going to become obsolete and no one's going to want to watch your sport anymore. At the end of the day, your mean Mercedes is a guy who's trying to – Who's trying to have a career, right? He's having a great year. But at the end of the day, they're going to look at his stats. So if a team wants to go out there and throw a position player, it's not on on anyone to give up. I mean, the game is not over until it's over. So swinging 3-0, doing all this, bat flipping, it's here to stay. And guys like Tony Larusa aren't going to understand that because they're from a bygone era. He's 76 years old. He's 76 years old. So obviously, the baseball he knows is not the same as the baseball we see today. But, you know, everyone saw this coming, this kind of incident coming when the White Sox hired him in the first place because it's a White Sox team that's very young and they like to have fun. They like to play the game this new school way. And once Tony LaRusso was hired, everyone was like, how is he going to gel with with this kind of club that, that doesn't necessarily adhere to the principles that he's used to? And th- this is an example of what we're seeing right now. But, um, yeah, th- this doesn't... Honestly, this doesn't bode well for Tony La Russa at all because you can't lose your clubhouse. You can't lose your clubhouse. These are the guys that make things happen. And yeah, you, you've, got, you've got to be on the same page. Everyone has to be on the same page. At the end of the day, the goal is to win games. So it doesn't really matter. If you're scoring runs, you're scoring runs. Enough of this, this uh, you know, respect for the game. What is, how is it? not respecting the game. I mean, to me, that is respecting the game because you're playing to the very last out. Then you want to say it's bad sportsmanship to run up a score. I mean, that's their fault. That's the other team's fault. They're the ones who are deciding to throw a position player out there. So it's not for somebody to lay over and just give in. Respecting the game is to play to the very last out. But anyway, I think I'm pretty sure most of you listening to this understand exactly where I'm coming from. But Tony Russo was trending yesterday, and it's it's just one of those things, man. It's one of those things that when when will we get past this? Maybe we'll have to just wait for all these older guys to retire, wait for all these managers to retire, and then maybe we'll finally be in the clear and, you know, away from all this. But who knows? Who knows? What do you guys think? I mean, if you guys disagree with me, I'd be I'd be happy to hear it. Let me know. Tweet at me, comment on this, share, I don't know, how, whatever platform you're listening to. You could also just tweet at me. Let's just run through some of the games that happened yesterday. The Braves defeated the Mets yesterday on a Ronald Acuna walk-off homer. This is actually the first walk-off home run of his career. Interesting because he's he's had a lot of big hits, a lot of big homers in his career. But, uh, you know, he let him know. He did the Vince Carter, it's over. I mean, I love, I'll, I love me some Ronald Acuna Jr. showboating. Trevor Rogers, I talked about not sleeping on this dude over his last start. I mean, he continues to impress. Eight punch outs yesterday against the Phillies as he goes seven and two thirds with one earned run. He now has a one seven four ERA on the air. the The hype train has left the station. I, I think if if you're not aware of 
Trevor Rogers and, and what he's been doing, then I think you're late at this point. This dude has been phenomenal this season. A young, a young ace. He's been a young ace. I mean, there's really no other way to look at it. And who else should I pick on? Who else should I pick on? The Red Sox kept their lead in the ALE. So they started the day with the Blue Jays nipping at their heels just a half game behind the Red Sox in the ALEs. And, you know, Red Sox are playing the Blue Jays. Red Sox just got off to a huge start. Five runs in the first inning thanks to some back-to-back home runs from Verdugo and J.D. Martinez. That was that was really what they needed. That set the tone for the day, just offensive onslaught. And they they beat up on Ross Stripling. Stripling, three and two-thirds, six earned runs. Red Sox win that game seven to three, give themselves some breathing room. Things are getting are getting interesting in that AL East. It's going to be a dogfight all year long. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing because competition breeds excellence. But that's going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.